Hey, Jay. This is first-time caller John from Tale of the Manticore Solo Actual Play Podcast. Primarily, I'm calling just to say thanks. I really enjoyed your podcast. Bit of a completionist, so when I discovered it in May, I went back and started listening from the very first episode, and I gotta say, man, those first dozen episodes or so, I really felt like you were talking directly to me. It was really something else. I think I must be exactly the kind of person that you're trying to reach out to because I'm in my 40s. I've been away from gaming for decades now, and uh, I have sort of been uh, wanting to get back into it over the last little while. And in fact, that's kind of how I found your podcast to begin with. There is one more reason that I'm calling, and that's just to encourage anyone who maybe has discovered you recently, as I have, to be sure and go back to those first episodes and uh, and listen to it from the beginning, because, well, they're just really, really good. Thanks, Che. Uh, keep it up, and I'll keep listening. If you say the real life ends up your days And you don't have time to play Well, midlife is the best time to start a new role-playing phase And you need a rescue Chase coming at you with a rescue A role-play rescue Chase gonna help my friend Let's sit down the game again my name is Che Webster, and this is Roleplay Rescue. Hello, rescuers. I hope you're well, and, well, it's good to be back at the mic. Thank you so much for that early call in there from John at Tale of the Manticore. I have to say, having received that call in, which was both amazingly wonderful and at the same time deeply humbling... I went and listened to Tale of the Manticore, and I have to say, they might have found an actual play I actually like. It's been really interesting to listen to, and um, yeah, just really grateful for the call-in. So I just want to say thank you right up front to John. Now then, what are we doing? I've been wrestling a little bit. The last many episodes have been focused around various interviews that I've been very blessed to be able to do with various people from around the role-playing community. When I started season six, I thought that I might, you know, have two or three episodes where there would be an interview. And then the rest of the time, I would be obviously providing my usual thoughts and, and theory and ideas around gaming. But that just hasn't been the way it turned out. COVID-19 arrived and I was blessed with the immense opportunity to talk to far more people than I expected, which is a really good problem to have. But recently, I have to admit, I've been feeling a little guilty about not doing my regular episodes and having what feels like too many interviews. And I've been really agonizing about this. But in the end, I think I've decided I'm just going to roll with it. I wanted to thank the various members of the Roleplay Rescue Discord who have been supporting me through this very, very difficult time. In addition to being patrons on the whole, those people are guys that I'm gaming with on a regular basis, but also whom I'm talking to probably now almost daily uh, via the magic of the internet. And they've made a massive difference to my life. So I just wanted to say huge thank you. 
So where are we going? Well, I thought it would be good to interrupt the flow of interviews and put out the episode that I've been sort of sitting on, which has been to gather up the various leftover call-ins that have been gathering up in the last week or two and put them together. So without much further ado, I'm going to share those call-ins, try and respond to them, and yeah, we'll see what we get. This is Season 6, Episode 10 Still playing too seriously. Hi, Chay. Thought you did an excellent job interviewing John Large, talking about fate. Uh, John's way too modest to mention the fact that he's got a whole bunch of um, videos about how how to play fate on youtube i know you mentioned his youtube videos but the fate ones are really awesome in fact they were the 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 reason behind me discovering red dice diaries i'd bought fate i was struggling with it a little bit i watched john's videos and um it it just clicked for me i thought oh that's so simple why didn't they just put it like that it it also led to me um, recognising John at Dragon Meet and um, I, I went over to him introduced myself and we've, we've kind of been chatting and gaming ever since so um, good stuff take care I'll catch you later so what better way to start with, um, with a call from Colin Spike Pit Green of Spike Pit Podcast thank you Colin great to hear from you and I'm glad that you enjoyed the episode with John I certainly enjoyed recording it and I learned tons I think you know like you said, his video stuff is something I haven't personally delved into, but which I know uh, has been very successful for him and for anyone who's watched them. So, yeah, great tip. And I'm really glad that it also turned into the friendship that you now have with John because, you know, I think often we forget that our hobby community is built upon these kinds of friendships and they're dead. Super amazingly important. Anyway, Colin, thanks for your call in. Looks like there's another comment on fate coming up next. Morning, Jay. Lonely Adventurer here. I just got through listening to your interview with John Large about fate and just want to say how much I enjoyed that. Fate was my gateway drug back into gaming about ooh, six, eight years ago. I uh, was actually looking to make a game and looking for a system to do it with. And I was a big fan of the old West End Games D6 system, but apparently there's some bad bad press surrounding the current owners of that license and so my creative partner had suggested I look into Fate and we ended up actually making uh, a Fate RPG. Well, making. I provided art. Mike Olson, uh, an excellent game designer, did all the work. I just drew a couple of pictures. Um, but yeah, Fate is wonderful. Fate Accelerated, I think, is the best gateway drug, although I haven't read Fate Condensed yet. I will. One thing that you uh, didn't talk about or John didn't mention or just didn't come up, uh, one of the great things that I found with Fate is that everything is a character in the same way that everything has these aspects, everything is a character. And I think one of the most successful games I ran was a Fate-accelerated Star Wars game. And as easy as it is to make a character, pardon me, I'm out for my walk, it's a little road noise, uh, you could make your ship just like a character. So the language you were speaking uh, when you got down to the, the technicalities of flying a ship through an asteroid belt while fighting off TIE fighters was the same language you used when you were just uh, your players down in the cantina or whatnot. And a wonderful thing, John mentioned uh, writing some stuff for Fate Codex. I had several of those, and there was a great system in there for corruption, and I'm running out of time, so I'm going to leave you one more message, and then I'll stop telling you my game stories. 
Fate Accelerated ran the best Jedi I have ever played in any game with this corruption system uh, because as you were tempted by the dark side and as you compromised yourself and either in order to uh, achieve your goals, you would change those approaches that you use. And approaches are pretty much analogous to the ability scores in Dungeons and Dragons. I've run Fate Dungeons and Dragons and just called them Strength Dexcon anyway. But in uh, with the corruption rules, if you use force, your forceful approach to do something that you know you shouldn't, it goes from forceful to uh, what uh, anger. And uh, your careful approach can be corrupted into fearful and so on and so forth. And once all six of your approaches are corrupted, you basically become an NPC. You go over to the dark side and can no longer be redeemed. And it was just a really nice, clean, elegant system that worked better than any of the official Star Wars publications I've ever seen. Anyway, love the podcast. Talk to you soon. So, Lonely Adventurer telling us about fate. Thanks, man. Great to hear from you. And I'll be honest with you, I really do enjoy your game of stories, so feel free to talk as long as you want, really. Three messages, not the longest I've had. Anyway, I want to tell you that your call-in plus the conversation with John has kind of got me to save my Fate Core book and my Fate Accelerator book. Uh, They've gone on to a side pile of games to actually try out sometime. I had imagined that I would just sell them off, but um, nope, we're going to hold on and see. And you know what it was for me? It's talk of Star Wars. I've just got rid of all of my Star Wars Fantasy Flight stuff because I just don't really enjoy the game mechanic you know the dice and stuff is just a bit weird and i also get very uncomfortable with the sheer volume of material to get your head through the idea of just grabbing maybe a game like fate and you know sort of taking the lead off that corruption mechanic you're talking about don't know where that is but i can look it up yeah i feel like maybe i could do something with that so that's going into the or more precisely getting written onto the Games I want to play at some point in the future. Mind you, it's a pretty long list. Cheers, man. Thanks for the call in. Game on. Josh Beckelheimer here. So I just listened to your episode with Hobbs. And, you know, I get really frustrated and annoyed and upset when, you know, my players didn't even do any homework any prep and like you said not even read a paragraph of something and just come in expecting everything i mean even coming in not even prepared to play like oh i forgot my dice blah 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 all this stuff it's like why are you even here and if you don't care enough to just read up on something or at least get in touch with me about the game why should I even care about running the game it's really frustrating and it kind of makes me not want to run the game for them but what a good player should do is obviously that homework but I think another thing a player should do instead of just sitting there and just looking at the GM waiting for them to come up with all the answers is um, they need to grasp the things the GM puts in front of them that they dangle in their face I mean it's clearly the GM did some work to design something that they want you to experience either from their own you know ideas or taking them from 
the players' ideas from what they have said and what they've done, but yet when you had the players not, you know, taking those hints, all the bait, it's like, do I just need to railroad you into this whole game? And if that's the case, fine. I'm sure they'll be happy with it. And I'm a serious gamer, though I'm not a serious player. I just go with the flow of the GM and what everyone else is doing. But as a GM, I'm a serious gamer, where we're here to play a game, but, you know, we don't have a lot of time, so we're going to get to the game. And also, we're going to explore our characters, we're going to explore the world, we are going to immerse ourselves into this game. Like, I get that um, some comic relief happens, but jokes outside of the game and things that are distractions really bother me and really get on my nerves. I want to play a game. I want to create a fantasy world with my players. I want to explore that world with them. And I need them to focus and be serious in the game. And honestly, I think it's actually hard to find a group of players that are all serious about the game and serious about their characters, about the world, and, you know, that aren't easily distracted from the outside influences of, you know, pop culture jokes, things like that. It's really hard to find a group of players like that. Even if it's, like, your own family, it's like, oh, gosh. But, you know, sometimes with your own family, you got to play with them. Because sometimes that's all you have, which is fine. So it's, like, one of those things you got to learn to adapt when it comes to your family and really close friends who are always going to play with you no matter what. But there are times where I wish I just had a full-on serious game where, you know, in two hours, we played in two hours. And it was great and everyone took it seriously. The indomitable Josh Buckelheimer from JB Publishing there. Thanks, Josh, for calling in. Absolutely fantastic. Two big issues. The first being about player prep and you know players taking responsibility for their character and for their game. And secondly, that desire as a GM to run the serious game that uh, Hobbs and I were talking about glad to hear that we're not alone in this i think that uh really matters to me that there's somebody else out there who feels similar so thanks for that josh i really appreciated it i guess we ought to caveat the whole thing by saying as i think hobbs and i covered in the interview that we get that there is a place for what we call beer and pretzels gaming that whole kind of we're here for a laugh going to josh around and, and have a load you know a bunch of laughs and eat food drink beer whatever kind of game that is an experience that we're perfectly happy with and both have taken part in. But what we're talking about here is that desire for a more immersive, more serious game in which we are focused throughout the session on generating a fantasy together. And um, yeah, it's just great to hear you talk about that with such passion. And uh, it seems like you're not alone, dude. Hey Jay, Lonely Adventurer, just finished listening to 606, your interview with Jason Hobbs, and uh, I think I might be a serious gamer too, oh no, is there a cure for us, or is there a cure for our players, I don't know, you guys had some great ideas, uh, definitely going to check out uh, the GM book that uh, Jason mentioned, which of course as I'm walking the dog right now, I can't remember the name of, but I did write it down, so... <laughs> 
exploring worlds, alternate worlds, well, whatever. Anyway, great interview. Looking forward to uh, catch getting all caught up. And I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bloody adventurer, thank you again. Uh, wow, two sets of call-ins in one episode. You're doing well. Arbiter of Worlds, I think, if I remember correctly. That was the book that um, Jason Holtz was talking about. Arbiter of Worlds. And yeah, good book. I really enjoyed reading it. In fact, personally, I still got an episode I want to do around an alignment that's based on the appendix of that book. But uh, that's a whole nother story. But can we be saved? Well, do we need saving? I mean, is the whole world destined to play purely for the beer and the pretzels and the laughs? Or is there space in this crazy universe for people who want to delve deeper into the fantasy? I'll let you decide. just calling in because I don't think I actually left a message to say thank you to you and Daniel for setting up the competition I was uh wasn't really expecting to to win anything I just thought you know it'd be nice to take part and uh, also to to sort of engage with the question and, and ask myself what does the OSR mean you know and um, I suppose it means a lot of things to me which I I take as a good thing you know because it's inspiring me to to dig into different styles of play. Um, whether that continues on in the future, I have no idea. Um, but it was also interesting listening to other people's um, ideas and views. Um, so it looks like I've got the OSR bug. I don't know. Anyway, thank you very much. Take care now. Hey, Jay. This is Rob, also known as Minion. Just listening to your interview with Joe Richter and uh, him talking about Pathfinder. And... Uh, I attest that Pathfinder is a very good system. Uh played it for not a huge amount of time, maybe 12 sessions or so. And the GM was very good, and obviously that's always an important factor. Loads of... Um, lo- loads of... How can I say this? Lo- loads of choices uh, for for players. Um, for myself, I felt a little bit overwhelmed. I'd, I'd prefer to keep back to the uh, just the core book but um, there's something for everyone there and obviously if you've got a great group of people like anything it's going to fly really high Um, so much material in there but anyway I just wanted to say that uh, it was really good to to hear such enthusiasm cheers hey Menion thank you for calling in twice and thanks so much for your thanks Um, you're very welcome man I hope that the uh, zine will reach you very soon. I know it's been posted. Um, Fingers crossed you'll get it there in Japan very, very soon and be able to enjoy that uh, prize. But um, yeah, I think think we just really enjoyed doing that and uh, it was a little bit of fun, wasn't it? Thanks again to everyone who called in. And on Pathfinder, glad to hear someone endorsing it, really. It's nice, uh, even if it's not necessarily your first choice of game, it is a solid game, I would agree with you. And, um, yeah, you know, I've got my Pathfinder 2 books there on the side. Um, Perhaps I'll have another leaf through to me. Anyway, thanks again for calling in. Game on.
And that's it. Short and sweet today. Massive thank you to everybody who called in today, especially, let's see if I can get this right, to Colin, Lonely Adventurer, Josh Beckelheimer, and Menion. I think that's everybody. Honestly, it's great to have your comments and your feedback on the interviews, especially the one with John and the one with Hobbs. And I'm just really pleased that, I don't know, in all of this madness, that these interviews are really bringing something positive to the community. That's what matters to me, you know. I'm here, I'm trying to create that community of discovery in which people can feel accepted for who they are. And, yeah, if you're getting something out of what I'm doing, then it's all worthwhile. Next week, I'm hoping to edit up my interview with Daniel Jones, also known as the author Daniel Ironson, as we talk about Otherworld Immersion, and after that, I'm going to dive on into follow-ups. I've got an interview recorded with Dave Aldridge from Deeper Centile. And I've also got an interview in the bag, which is going to need some serious editing, but a seriously cool interview actually in chat with, yeah, Andy Goodman, who has kind of gone AWOL from podcasting, but I hope you will appreciate hearing his voice again on Roleplay Rescue. I know I certainly enjoyed talking to him about well, what we got talking about. While I'm here, thank you to the Roleplay Rescue community patrons at patreon.com slash RPG Rescue. As ever, your patronage keeps me rolling the dice and kind of moving on with things. Thank you so, so much for everything that you do for me, whether it's moral support, cash in the pot, or, I don't know, talking to me on Discord. It's just awesome. And thank you to you, the listener taking just a little time out of your day to listen into Roleplay Rescue. I know there are so many good podcasts out there and so many distractions in this time of pandemic. So thank you. And that's it, I'm out. My name is Che Webster. This is Roleplay Rescue. I'll see you again next time. Game on. to say thanks again to john for calling in at the top of the show john taylor manticore thanks man really appreciate your message and guys check out his show tale of the manticore awesome stuff